Welcome, girls, guys, gays, and days. To Let's Get Into it. it! The show where no topic is off the table. And you'll never know what will come out of our mouths. Tune in for this hot take. Yeah, suddenly the whole bathroom was just like. <gasps> <laughs> I just like, it was like, what the fuck is happening? That's so funny. I was like, honestly, this stuff happens quite regularly in the boys' bathrooms, like when you're cooked or on a night out, just like erupts into chaos. <laughs> and listen in to hear this little pearl of wisdom. But yeah, I don't ever foresee myself looking at a person and being like, mmm, delicious. I, I don't even feel that way about animals, so I couldn't see myself feeling that way about humans. Yeah. Hello, hello, hello. So, this week is going to be a little bit different. We couldn't get together and record because I've just moved to Australia and... The time difference is a little bit niggly and yeah so we're just going to be answering um a couple questions that i put together and we got sent in by you guys let's get into it um the first question which i um came up with was uh what's the funniest thing that's happened to you recently um <laughs> so yeah like i said i've just moved to australia um after being in new zealand for two years and I went to a big festival <clears throat> on Sunday, which was really, really fun. It was Peggy Goo playing to 13,000 people at this like outdoor um, arena sort of thing. It was awesome. Um, and I took my friend Gail into the boys' bathroom because the queue for the girls was massive. And we just needed to, um, yeah, use the bathroom. And I haven't been in Australia for so long. I'd like forgotten how funny the Australian accent was. And we were having this little like cultural exchange moment. Gail was literally the only girl in this bathroom full of like 40 boys. <laughs> and she was just like, what does she's a bit how you going actually mean? Because she's like, I've actually heard it before. And I was trying to explain it. I was like, oh, it's a little bit a little bit weird a little bit different and then like just all these boys like this boy came and like chipped in and he was like it's a bit how you going like like look at me look at me my glasses are fogged up that's a bit how you going you know it's like it means you're cooked it means you're cooked and like just obviously we were cooked as well and we were just talking to so many people about it and then suddenly the bathroom just erupted into boys just going oh, oh, like all together every single boy in the room so like 40 boys and we all just go way, way. and then like it turned into oh, 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 oh. <laughs> just so funny how it went from zero to 100 so fast because yeah suddenly the whole bathroom was just like oh, 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 oh. <laughs> it's just like Gail was like what the fuck is happening that's so funny I was like honestly this stuff happens quite regularly in the boys bathrooms like when you're cooked or on a night out just like erupts into chaos <laughs> very funny all right so question number one the funniest thing that happened to me recently is a little bit less dramatic than Andy's but <laughs> 
I recently went to go visit my sister and she has two kids, the youngest of which is seven. And I was chasing him around and I think we were playing tag. And I grab him and I put him between my legs and I was just sitting on the couch and he's standing there. And I go, what's the password? And he looks at me dead in the eyes, farts and runs away. I'm like, yeah, fair enough. That is the password. That'll get you out of anything. You got me, kid. The next one is, um, if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be and why? Um, now, this is kind of a difficult one because I'd say my favorite tree is definitely an olive tree because I think they're beautiful and characterful. But I think if I was actually a tree, it'd probably be like a palm tree because I really like the beach. I like the sun. I love to surf. Um... And yeah, it just reminds me of being on holiday and I love traveling. So yeah, I'd definitely say my favorite tree is an olive tree. But if I was going to be a tree, it'd be some sort of beachfront palm tree. It'd be pretty nice, wouldn't it? Question number two, if I were to be a tree, I think I would be a pine tree. And I know pine trees have a negative connotation in New Zealand because if you see a large swath of land with pine trees on them, it represents that it has been kind of taken for logging purposes rather than letting the native bush grow, which, fair. Um, I don't like pine trees in that context. I mean in its native forest. So I'm currently in Montana, and there's so many pine trees here, and they're beautiful, and it's just an incredible landscape to kind of be in this alpine environment. And also, after it snows, if the snow settles onto all the trees, it just looks so magical. And I always say that I'm in a snow globe or... It's like a fairy tale just because it, it looks incredible. Also, they smell nice. And who doesn't want to be surrounded by holiday spirit Christmas trees? The next question is, what's the luckiest thing that's ever happened to you? Um, this one's... Uh, the first thing that came to my mind was I was on holiday. I was traveling um, in California. And I was in uh, Monterey, which is a really beautiful beach town if you've ever watched Big Little Lies that's where that's uh, filmed and set um, and we were just like on the waterfront um, just hanging out with uh, two English guys that we'd met and it was one of their birthdays um, the next day and we were talking about it just um, casually and then this woman chimed in just like oh it's your birthday tomorrow you should come to this um like food expo uh, thing that we're doing, which is called like Taste of Carmel, which is a really bougie seaside town just near Monterey. And they were traveling to San Francisco. Our friends were the next day. So they were like, oh, sorry, we can't go. But then me and my friend who I was traveling with, Monica, we were like, oh, well, we're still going to be around. <laughs> and she was like, oh, cool, you guys. Like, come to Carmel. Come to this church and say, you know, Debbie. And we were like, Okay, <laughs> cool. Didn't really think anything of it. And then the next day we um, got kind of dressed up because we figured it would be quite bougie um, and went to this really historic, um, I think it's like Carmel Mission Church or something, um, which was just insane. We walked up to these big wooden doors and we were like, yeah, we know Debbie. <laughs> Didn't know what we were talking about. And they were like, oh, yes, we've been expecting you. And, like, they put these VIP wristbands on our wrists 
and we just like swanned into this stunning like courtyard in this beautiful historic church with um heaps and heaps of free food stalls like beautiful food like slow roasted beef tacos and really nice pumpkin soup and sushi and all you could drink prosecco and champagne and um we had our own little like cordoned off vip area where we had more drinks and we were just wandering around eating the most beautiful food and we didn't have to pay for any of it we were just like it was so american it was so like white america everyone was like it was like cowboy themes i think because <laughs> everyone was wearing cowboy hats and they were playing country music and like line dancing it was very surreal but yeah just a case of being in the right place at the right time and having that lady invite us was was awesome and very lucky question three so the luckiest thing that ever happened to me was super random uh back in college i was at a new england revolutions mls game and a my friend and I were kind of wandering around the parking lot, kind of supposed to be tailgating, but really we were just wandering around. And um, this car drives up to us and rolls down the window. And inside, there's a woman, and she asks us, uh, do you want these tickets to the game? We, I have to take my kid home, and uh, I'm, I'm the wife of one of the players, so they're really good seats if you want them. We kind of look at them and we're like, yeah, sure, why not? We'll take them. So we are a little bit suspicious, but we look at the tickets and there's a set of box seat tickets, a set of mezzanine tickets, and then some grandstand as well as wristbands to meet all the players. So we, we take the box seats for ourselves and we give the rest of the tickets to other people so that they can go inside because it was a, it was a pretty bad weather day. So being able to go inside was kind of a luxury. So we go inside, we go up to the, to the area where the boxes are and we walk in, not really knowing what to expect. Like who's going to be in there? Is it just going to be for ourselves? Is it going to be for other people? We don't know. And turns out it's a box with all the other wives and children of the players, but they also had a buffet. So we just kind of grabbed a bunch of snacks, sat at the window, and just watched the game from up high. It was pretty sick. Question number four, or cuatro, for all our Spanish listeners out there. Um, so this is what kind of superpower would you want? Um... And my answer, ugh, this feels like a cop-out, but I would I would love to have shape-shifting because then you can, you know, fly, you can swim underwater, you can shrink yourself to, you know, the size of an ant or an elephant if you wanted to, I don't know, stomp on someone you didn't like's car. <laughs> it would just be sick. But if I had to, like, narrow it down, it would probably be either to fly... Because I feel like teleportation or flying are kind of common, but if you're actually flying, then you get to enjoy the journey. Whereas if you're teleporting, I feel like the novelty of that would wear off so fast. Um, so yeah, maybe flying. Because again, I love to travel so much and it would save me a lot of money and a lot of time. <laughs> so I think if I were to have a superpower, I would want to be able to stop time. 
And I mean stop time in the way that I would be able to still move around, but just like the whole world is frozen around me. And the reason why I want that is because, A, I'd be able to sneak into stuff. So I could sneak into movies. I'd be able to sneak onto, like, I don't know, into in, onto airplanes, things like that. And I just think that sounds super fun. In addition, sometimes when things are moving too fast, like life is moving too fast, it's really nice to just be able to take a breath. And if I was able to stop time, I could take as much breath as I wanted to and then kind of get back into things. I just feel like sometimes I don't have enough time in a day. So if I was able to just stop time, take a breath, have a moment, I'd be able to appreciate things even that much more. Okay, so next is our questions, which came through from you, our listeners. Um, And the first one is from Seni, um, which was, it's kind of a deep philosophical question to start us off on. If a tree falls down in a forest and no one's around to hear it, does it make a sound? This one kind of stumped me at first. (laughs) Stump. Get it? (laughs) Um, But I'd say overall, yes, because it's still like making an impact on the ground and, you know, Just because people aren't around to hear it, that doesn't mean, you know, squirrels or birds wouldn't, you know, fly away from the noise. So, yeah, I'd say it does still make a sound. All right. Thank you, Senny, for question number five. I do think that if a tree fell in a forest and no one was around to hear it, that there would still be a sound. Because I don't think that perception necessarily dictates whether or not something has happened or not for example imagine someone has feelings for someone else and that other person has no idea and they just live their life just going about their business it doesn't mean that those feelings from the other person are not real even though they are not perceived big brain thoughts think about that okay so the next one which is um bit of a scandalous one is what was who made our best potluck meal um so for context we had it's a difficult one because we had potluck every week (coughs) for the best part of a year um probably actually my entire time there to be honest like maybe a year and a half because we started off just doing it with me Layla Savannah and Tessa and then once Layla left, we kept it going and Senny joined us and then um, Josh joined us and Bella joined us and Kat and Hannah and Vanessa joined us. It really um, expanded a lot. <laughs> um, but honestly, I had a really, really tough time thinking about this, but I loved our Christmas meal. This That was when we all cooked, we all contributed and we had stuffed pumpkin and tofu curry and roasted veggies and I think we had crackers as well like Christmas crackers it was just cute it was just a really nice vibe um and the food was delicious as well so yeah a bit uh politically correct but I'd say our best ones are when we all cook and we all pull together all right Tessa with the personal questions who made the best potluck meal I hate to say it, but it was so long ago, I don't think I could put a name to one of the meals. I haven't been a part of the potlucks in a while. For context, I left living in Wellington maybe a year and a half ago, and life continued on without me. Gasp. Um, But 
honestly, you can't really go wrong with any of the potluck meals. I recall we had sushi and ramen and homemade pizzas and meze boards. Ugh, can't go wrong with a potluck. And honestly, that's my favorite way to eat food. So I don't want to say anyone did the best because every potluck meal is sprinkled with love. Cheesy, but I love you guys. Okay, so for question seven, which is uh, my lucky number, fun fact, seeing as we're getting to know us. <laughs> it used to be um, my age, I think, when I was like five and six, and then I just sort of stopped at seven. Um, but yeah, anyway, this question's from Kat, Catherine, my hill. If you have a queer dream, does that make you queer? Um, I don't know, maybe it will maybe make you a little little bi-curious, bi-furious. Um, thinking about it the other way around, I don't know if I've ever had a, had a straight dream, like even about being in a relationship with a girl. So maybe I'm just, you know, platinum level gay. <laughs> or maybe I'm just not curious enough. So I don't know if it would, you know, you'd wake up from a queer dream and be like, I'm gay, mom, gotta come out the closet, but, uh, hey, you know, maybe it means you want to do a little experimenting, it's a safe space, go for it, life's more fun in, out of the closet, <laughs> almost said in the closet then, Ooh, toxic. All right, Kat, thank you for question number seven. I don't believe that if you have a queer dream that you are queer because... I have the most random dreams, and I've kept a pretty decent dream journal, and sometimes my dreams are that I'm a squirrel, or a gelatinous purple octopus, or that I'm best friends with Meghan Markle or Kim Kardashian, and if my dreams were to be reality, I mean, I don't know if I'd necessarily have a problem with that, because a lot of my dreams tend to be kind of positive, but I think that my mind just wanders and I would say that I'm open-minded to a lot of things, but I don't necessarily consider myself a gelatinous purple octopus um, in this scenario. So I don't necessarily think that your dreams define who you are in your conscious world. Okay, so for the next one, which is from Savannah, shout out. Um... If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Um, I don't want to be one of those boring people that's like, I'm going to pick something that's nutritional. I'm just going to pick something that I enjoy. Does it have to be specific things? Because I want to say like chips, like crisps. Because then you can have different flavors and you, would, you wouldn't get bored of it. But I'm assuming that's probably too generic. Um, and I really do love, love crisps. I'm fighting so hard to say that I had chips. I've been living, living down under for too long. Get some chips. Oh, um, wow, man. But, oh, what do I like? I love fried chicken. I love it so much. I would be so unhealthy and probably die very soon if I just ate fried chicken. But yeah, I love it. Like, I'm not really a big meat eater, um... But if I'm eating out, I'll pretty much always get a fried chicken burger. It's just like my comfort food. It's what I grew up eating. Um, so yeah, I'd probably say that. Thank you, Sav, for our next question eight. If I could only eat one food for the rest of my life, 
I honestly would say Padziu from either a Thai place or Thailand. I love Padziu. I also love Thai food, but I just feel like it has all the things I love in a meal. I love noodles. I love sauces. I love vegetables. Mm. Yeah, so Padziu has all the things. Mm. Next one, which was also from Sunny, is... um... What are your strange addictions? Um, I mean, the only real addiction I have is probably nicotine, um, which isn't that strange. I love, going back to the last question, I love crisps. <laughs> I love them so much. I could happily eat a packet for the rest of the like my life, you know, every day, if I knew it wasn't so bad for me, but... I think it's, I don't know if it's like a unique British thing, but like I would always have like chips with sandwiches, um, crisps with sandwiches, crisp sandwiches even, you know, (laughs) throw them together. Um, It's just so good, like picnic food, it's really good hungover, it's really good to just snack away on whilst you're waiting for dinner. Um, And there's so many different flavours, you know, there's one for different moods. You can get, like, gin and tonic-flavoured chips these days, you know? Huh, what has the world come to? Um, So I I wouldn't say that I'm addicted because I could probably live without them, but I I definitely, um, if they weren't so bad for me, I would eat a packet of chips every day for the rest of my life. (laughs) All right, thanks, Senny, for question number nine. My strange addictions, honestly, they change all the time. I think it's kind of location-based. Like, for example, in Australia, to say that I ate a lot of hummus would be an understatement. I was obsessed. I was eating hummus constantly. And you can buy it from Aldi by the kilo. So $5 was my hummus supply for the week. And I would just eat hummus on everything. And I think the people that I live with could agree with that fact. Uh, And I would just eat hummus on croissants with baked beans i would eat hummus with uh sour cream and chive rice crackers Uh i was eating hummus with like the normal things as well but i genuinely think hummus goes on everything and if you haven't tried it you can make a creamy pasta dish using hummus as the creaminess for it and is really good hummus is just so versatile but then my addictions do change so I also went through, I think, I think I called them phases instead. So I've had phases where I was eating a baked sweet potato for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I was eating banana ice cream, which is frozen bananas and like a non-dairy milk constantly to the point where I looked up if how many bananas is too many bananas. So I think I just live my life in extremes and they might not be that strange individually, but in terms of quantity, people around me do find it a bit concerning um so the next question was from savannah again and it's if you could uh choose to live on any planet which one would you choose to live on um i could be super nerdy here (laughs) because i i love physics i love astrophysics and you know the concept of finding life on other planets is really cool to me so i do a lot of reading about it um so there's this planet called 51 pegasi b which was um 
discovered and it was this huge you know breakthrough in discovery and astronomy um of a planet outside our solar system that also orbited around a a sun or a star so it was um yeah just this huge breakthrough and really exciting and um i don't think it would be very fun to live on though because it's um it's kind of similar to jupiter it's like this big gas giant um so and it's very far away from home <laughs> be uh very i don't know just not fun but yeah if i was actually going to choose somewhere less nerdy um maybe mars because it would be pretty cool to be able to see earth from the surface of you know your new home and yeah if elon musk has got anything to do with it humans will be there relatively soon so i'd be able to get some visitors um so yeah <laughs> i'm a nerd thank you sav for question number 10 if i could choose any planet to live on i probably would still choose earth <laughs> just because not that i know that many planets out there but if i'm being logical about things like earth has some pretty cool stuff and not just like the landscape of it but i do yeah i think i just love the variety of it and uh some of the other planets don't look like they have a ton of variety like saturn big old cloud neptune big old block of ice mercury kind of red same thing with mars i don't know they just don't seem that appealing to me maybe i'm soft i don't know the next one which um is from bella <laughs> is a little bit controversial trigger warning um what are your thoughts on cannibalism <laughs> dark dark question we actually had this <clears throat> talk a lot when we were high <laughs> about what would you do if your friend um offered you because there was like this story of someone who got their leg amputated and um <clears throat> like gave it to their friends and their friends ate it it was like all as far as I'm aware, consensual. And I feel like if everyone knows that they're eating it and you are giving it willingly, then why not? <laughs> you know, otherwise it's just, uh, if you're, if you're willing to do it, then do it. But like, <clears throat> I don't know. It's a weird one, isn't it? It's like such a stigma surrounding it. But <clears throat> hey, if someone was like, do you want some of my leg in a taco <laughs> and I'm and I'm like um not gonna use it and it's all consensual maybe I'd think about it maybe I feel like I'd have to be in the situation which I don't know if I'll ever be thank you Bella for question number 11 asking what our thoughts on cannibalism is if I'm going to be completely honest, I don't really have that many thoughts about cannibalism, other than the fact that I don't see myself ever partaking in it. I don't think that it's great for other people to do, and I wouldn't condone it. Um, but, yeah, I don't ever foresee myself looking at a person and being like, mmm, delicious. I, I don't even feel that way about animals, so... I couldn't see myself feeling that way about humans. Yeah. 
The next question from Sav is, what is your dream blunt rotation? And honestly, I want to be cute here and say, like, I loved our smoking sessions. Like, just me, Tessa, Sav and Layla, um, after our potluck dinners, would always sort of smoke up and play some fun games or go on adventures, like go on walks or just sit around and chat shit. And it was just always so mellow and so chill. Um, but in terms of actual celebrities, <clears throat> it'd probably be people who would make me laugh, you know, and make me feel chilled and at ease. So, you know, relaxed people, people who come across as relaxed, like Zendaya or Rihanna, Pete Davidson would be funny. Miley Cyrus would be really cool. And hey, they all look like they've had a lot of experience in it. So... I'm sure we would have a very, very good time. Thanks, Sav, for question number 12. I definitely think that my dream blunt rotation would be just all of my favorite smoking buddies all together in one room. Because if we just recorded the conversation that took place in that moment, that would be an entire podcast within itself. Definitely, like the funniest conversations always come up, and that's all I'm really looking for after I've hit, like smoked a bit. I just want to chat shit for hours. So if my friends from college, my friends from Australia and New Zealand, and the people, just random people I met traveling as well, I would love everyone to get together and just chat shit. It would be amazing. And I don't know if this would ever be able to actually take place just because of logistics and travel and all that stuff, but I maybe I'll have to get married. Maybe I'll have to have a crazy big 30th birthday party and invite all my friends from all over the world. And then they have to come. And then I can live this fantasy of my dream blunt rotation. That would probably make my heart explode. Might cry a little bit if I had everyone in one place. So not only would it be the dopest smoke sesh ever but it would be a reunion and i would love that so much i can't even explain uh, the next one which is also from sav uh number one fan shout out <laughs> um who has a better chance of survival a man-sized ant or an ant-sized man um this one for me is kind of easy i feel like an uh ant-sized no a man-sized ant would not do well like he'd be probably you know bullied and all this stuff and made turned into a circus act or whatever and have a really low quality of life whereas uh, a man-sized ant would be no, an ant-sized man oh, it's confusing an ant-sized man would just you know no one would know that they exist really if we just get to like scurry about in the bush you might get stepped on but hey if you live like in the middle of nowhere like if you just live or even in a nice park or a wood or something you could have a great quality of life you just wander around and eat little fruits and things yeah sav coming at us with question number 13 i think that an ant-sized man would have a better chance of survival because imagine you had a human-sized ant Everyone would be trying to kill it. It would become this big kerfuffle of, ah, monster, must kill. Meanwhile, 
the ant-sized man would just be like running on a little journey probably running for like three days and they'd only go next door things like that like they would survive but you'd get very lost um i just think that everyone would go into full attack mode if there was like a giant ant i know i would feel that way don't love bugs so i would rather be undetected than extremely visible the next one which is the final question and a bit of a zinger is um what is your most controversial opinion that's from tessa tessa grundy and we used to have this conversation a lot um back in the day it's, it's you really find out um what makes people tick when they answer this um for me honestly and this is quite controversial in a new zealand context but i think as a leader of the opposition judith collins is not that bad <laughs> that's i mean she's she's awful she's racist and um really poor leader of the party um but just when you're comparing it from you know uk or us context not leader of the opposition but leader of a conservative party that's what i should say um when you look at boris johnson or donald trump and just like the just awful things that they've said and done over the past few years and how much they've ruined the countries and the reputation of the US and the UK um she's sort of the lesser of all the evils in my opinion um and when they were having the debates Judith Collins and Jacinda Ardern were agreeing on so many things like liberal things that would just never happen i can't actually remember examples but i remember just watching it and being shocked that a leader of a conservative party was sort of agreeing on all these things with quite a you know just Andrew Jones quite liberal leader of the Labour Party um so yeah very political answer <laughs> but that's probably my most controversial opinion thank you Tessa for question number 14 this is actually something that I've asked a bunch of people and I do think it actually takes quite a bit of time to figure out what your most controversial opinion is and after months of deliberation, mine is that cold food and cold drinks is always better than hot food and hot drinks. Sue me if you think that I'm wrong, but I just lo- would rather have every beverage be cold. Coffee, tea, water, juice. But then also for food, lasagna, pasta, curry like i would just prefer it to be cold and uh i don't think there's anything wrong with that